When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Happy National Pie Day, everybody. 314. Oh, yeah. Wow. What a day. What is that? The circumference of a circle? 3.14. Uh, circumference feels like it. I don't know if it's the circumference. I feel like the circumference you can easily understand, and that would change on any given circle. Zamboni, what is pi? The pi is the ratio of the circumference with any circle to the diameter of oh. that circle. So the ratio of a, a circumference to the diameter will always be, no matter how big the circle gets, Yep. the circumference will change, the diameter will change, but the circumference ratio, ratio, ratio to okay. the diameter. Correct. Listen, guys, we're uh, accidentally educational, and we're not going to apologize for it. Okay. Hey, coming up a little bit uh, later, we'll tell you where you can get some great deals on pizza for Pie Day. Thank you. Nice thought. That'll be at uh, 10.30 after the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Steve uh, gets irritated when I say pie in reference to pizza. That is correct. It feels like you're, you've been cast in a New York City 80s movie. But that's where I grew up. I grew up in the New York area. Everybody called it a pie. Like, hey, should we order a pie tonight? Oh, I, and I feel like you're acting. That makes me feel like you're reading a line and I they're like, try it again, Donna. The first 25 years of my life talking like that. So it's kind of hard to let it go. It's not just that. Pie, I find difficult. And when I hear somebody reference it as za. I That's also worse. find that difficult. And so I just think that I personally, mm-hmm. hashtag my truth, is that I don't like slang for pizza. Well, then I'm not going to tell you where to get pizza pies on the cheap today. Well, no, I do like a pizza pie. <laughs> I just And if you want to call it a pizza pie, but if you say, where should we get a pie, what are we talking? Is it a, a pecan? No, this is, this is how pecan. it works. Hey, what do you guys want to do for dinner? I don't know. I don't feel like cooking. Should we just order a pie? Order. And I love it. You you go full Jersey. What did you I do, do wrong? You, I didn't say you did anything wrong. I just said you're full Jersey. <laughs> Young Donna Valentine comes out. Should we just order a pie? Order, order, did order say, a pie. Did I say it that way? Yes. Order? Order. Because when you combine it with pie <laughs> and a pizza pie, hey, should we just order a pie? Uh, do you Whatever. know what a drug is? Oscar ratings are up 12%. From last year, the, and the the full uh, gamut of information 
is not available yet. But it, it, right now, uh, it looked like an average of 18.7 million viewers. Okay. And like Mike mentioned in the Dirt Alert, they had some stiff competition because of the finale of The Last of Us, whose right. star, Pedro Pascal, was ironically a presenter at, at the, the Oscars. Oscars. Yeah, he's everywhere. Just love that guy's voice. You know, I bet the Oscar. so it's not, well, obviously the television ratings were up for whatever reason. Um, maybe there's some tune in there of what's he going to say about Will Smith, but I bet you if you looked at the online metrics, mm-hmm. right, the Twitter views, how many people watched different videos from the Oscars, I would imagine those would be down because by and large there wasn't, and I don't say this as a critique of the Oscars. We want as many Oscars as possible without incident, as Kimmel joked at the end. But there weren't any viral. It didn't seem like there were any like viral moments, things that really went and captured the the Twitter attention. There were right. little highlights and things, little yeah. bits here and there. But I agree. So yeah, maybe this one did better on TV and probably worse online. Yeah. Okay. Chris Rock watched the Oscars. He was slapped last year, in case you're just waking up from your coma. Hi, and welcome. (laughs) Um, Chris Rock, he watched the Oscars, like, at a Miami bar. Oh, that's cool. Was he with friends? He was was there. There was, like, this big party that was going on, and uh, Whitney Cummings was up on stage. You know, she, the comedian as well, and she was like, oh, my gosh, he's in the bleeping building. So she was sort of losing her mind. Donna, I want you to know that this bash that was held at this Miami bar, you know, not a dive bar, all right? You're not ordering a Juicy Lucy here. I'm sure this is super swank and everybody looks fake and all that, but... Everybody looks fake. It was held uh, by <laughs> Zeoman Aesthetic, which is an injection used to help lessen frown lines in between your eyebrows. So Botox, pretty much. Sure. Filler. You know, sure. that's nice of them. Yeah. You ever Stick get fillers? No. No, uh, I'm sure people would tell me I could use Botox, though. Because, oh, same. Donna, check my brows here. Okay. I, I get that 11 situation, you know? I furrow my brow, even when I'm not mad. Oh, yeah, you've got the thing. Yeah, if I'm just like, what are you talking about? Look at that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's not, not even 11. Like, the two 11s bonds. are like, it's almost like a triangle. They're it's like, hey, tri- let's meet at the top. It's like my own triangle of sadness. <laughs> oh, you're this like a is- Ferengi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm on my way. Hey, that'd be a good before and after, right? They take a Star Wars Ferengi, and they're like, before I started using Zeoman injections. Um, by the way, Jimmy Kimmel, I thought, had a funny joke here. I wonder if uh, um, Twitter got upset about this. He said, five Irish actors are nominated tonight, which means the odds of another fight again on stage just went way up. I busted out laughing. Because uh, it's, it's funny and it's a joke and, and we don't it, need it to... And stereo- I'm Irish! It's stereotypical, but I think even the Irish would laugh at that joke. You know, it's funny that you say that because I saw a video a while back, just exactly what you said. And what I was talking about with Twitter outrage, it's usually not the people that are involved that are outraged. I saw a video that somebody did, just like pops up on Twitter. This was not someone I followed or anything. And they did this video in a park and they were dressed in a particular way. And he was interviewing people saying, do you find this offensive? And they were like, oh my gosh, like, yes. Like how he was dressed, okay? Oh, okay. And they were like, uh, yeah, because you know, you're you're like impersonating a a, a, a culture, something that something, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So some culture that you aren't, blah blah blah, all of this. And then this person interviewed P 
people from that culture mm-hmm. and said, do you find what I'm wearing offensive? And they all loved it. Interesting. And so it was just, I, I'm, not, right. I'm not saying that you can extrapolate that for, for everything. everything. There right. are boneheaded things and mean-spirited things and ignorant things and all, the, yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And things that are genuinely offensive. Right. But it was just an interesting thing that essentially you saw a bunch of people who weren't from the culture who were like, Yes, that is offensive, and here is why. And then people from the culture were like, oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, I love that. Interesting. I think it depends. It's a case-by-case kind of thing. Yeah, all right. Well, that's all I got. That's all I got. Let me tell you really quick why Lady Gaga um, dressed the way she dressed for her performance with her ripped jeans, her T-shirt. She had wiped all her makeup off for her performance of Hold My Hand. Yeah, right. She just really, it's what we thought. She wanted it to be raw. You know, she originally turned on the show because of filming the Joker movie. And she figured out how to fit it into her schedule. And one of the producers of the Oscars said she just wanted the performance to show off the real her. Like, with mm-hmm. and. He or she said, with a voice like that, you don't need much more than that. And another executive said she was really appropriate about the fact that this is a meaning, a meaningful song to her. And she didn't want it to do a big, uh, over-the-top Oscar performance. She wanted to strip it down. And so that's why, you know, she stripped her makeup off and her glam. And they said, due to the schedule conflict, she's super busy right now. So since she also doesn't have time for just an annual, you know, checkup at the dentist, that's why they had the camera so close as well, because they're going to send all that footage directly to her dentist. It's like an x-ray. We pretty much saw an x-ray of Lady Gaga's mouth. Save a few bucks, yeah. I mean, could we just take a wide shot, everybody? Just Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. They were trying to make it feel more intimate or something, but I think they missed the mark. Yeah, well, and I thought that for all the presenters, too, it just felt closer, but a little... Weird, but maybe I'm just being old-fashioned there, and in three years, that's all they'll do, and I will love it. Could be. I don't know. Anyway, gotta go. Uh, We have some mundane stories from our personal life. Those are coming up for you next on My Talk. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 107.1, where talk is fun. Speaking of fun, we had a little fun last night, the three of us and some other staff members. I don't know how much we can say about it. Honestly, it was a special top secret meeting. Steve's not even listening. (laughs) Sorry, I got fully. Listen, I did full tech support for Donna during the break. I fixed another one of her problems. The amount of fixing that I've done for you these last couple of days has been pretty. Thanks for helping me. I'm just a dumb girl. Hey, hey, Donna. I'm Steve. Donna. What? I'm just saying. I uh, I feel like I, I paid my dues during that break. That's fine. Anyway, I was saying that we had a top secret meeting last night at an uh, undisclosed location. Kind of like that location. It's kind of tucked uh, away, kind of hidden. Yeah, outside of the fact that I felt like I drove to the eastern side of Wisconsin. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, where were we? Baraboo? <laughs> Close. Felt far away. That's <laughs> um, only because we live on the southwest side of town we we a bunch of us were there from the on-air staff mm-hmm. and yes we were gathering we were doing a, a brainstorm a think tank a creative gathering working with other people who are not radio people mm. 
who were 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 working on a thing. Yeah, that's what she said. We could say right. I don't know. We're working on a thing. Can He's we? Not listening. It's kind of could... like a laboratory situation. A collaboration. <laughs> yes, oh. if you will. I did. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've already if did. You will. I, already I did. will say this. Last night, um, at said gathering, they had some you know refreshments because they know that radio people were just there for the free food. And so they had some refreshments for us so that we could stay stimulated during the brainstorming. And at one point, Jason Matheson from Jason and Alexis in the morning said to the cheesemonger, hey, what is the name of that orange cheese? (laughs) And to that point, I had been convinced that the orange cheese that he was referencing was, in fact, a dried apricot. With a crust? I wasn't I mean, like there not a to, crust, but like a maybe a dried grapefruit. I don't know. Okay, because of the oh, rind, it was extremely orange. Super orange. I mean, so orange, kind of like you know how sometimes egg, like an egg yolk, can be yellow, or it can be bright orange when it comes right out of the sure. hen's vent. Yeah, it was orange vent. like that. Okay, vent, vent. There's a chicken right now with an egg inside of it. Doesn't even know necessarily that the egg is there. Has done nothing to create the egg and later will release the egg. How often? Okay, here comes farm talk. <laughs> Somebody, Mike, write down what we were talking about so I know what to come up with. <laughs> we just saw something shiny real quick. Does Do chickens release eggs daily or only when they ovulate? I, no, no, no. I think it's it's more of a, uh, a a daily. It's not like once a month, okay. you know, like okay. that Thursday they just go drop thirty eggs. I think it's ideally <laughs> almost every day that a, that a chicken's putting out like one to three eggs. I feel like you they, feel like that, but I don't know if you're accurate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here, let's get the Absolutely. zamboni to clean that answer up. Uh, chickens lay roughly six eggs each week. Okay, so almost one right. a day. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like an every other day, and they plop out two. All I know is there's a chicken right now. And when I say uh, I mean all that are just walking around, again, doing nothing to create an egg. The egg will is just magically forming inside of her. There is a special vent that I think that vent is a one purpose vent. I don't know. I don't know how chickens make baby chicks. I don't know what's happening. It's probably horrific. Anyway, <laughs> this vent they plops a, out a, a, I can an tell egg. You they need a rooster, I'm pretty sure. I'm glad you said rooster. <laughs> there was a synonym available. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's just crazy, right? And then they're just going to plop them out. And here's my question for you. Okay. If the chicken... if I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We didn't know about these eggs, people. If only chickens lived on the earth, would there be landfill-sized mountains of eggs everywhere. Would the earth be littered with eggs? Because we are the only ones 
who then put use to the eggs. Otherwise, they plop an egg out because that egg, hmm. And now, questions you wish you weren't on mic for. The egg can't turn into a chicken? Right. Or can it? I don't believe so, no, unless there's a rooster involved. Okay. Do we have any calls? We don't. I was kind of hoping that an egg <laughs> expert would give us a shout. Everybody's no. abandoned us. Yeah, they're like, listen to these idiots. Yeah, I'm turning on the fan. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's the point. Jason said, what is this orange cheese? And I thought, oh, well, I'm pretty sure that's going to end up being a fruit. Turns out it was a cheese. I was a total dope. Did you Didn't write down know the that name? cheese could come so bright and orange. No, I forget. But oh, it was on. so good. Yeah, it was really good. And then I think the other cheese that I was eating a lot of, I was like a mouse last night, was I believe Manchego cheese by the Triangles. Mm-hmm. We believe we have a farmer calling now or someone with chicken experience. <laughs> we will take them live on the air. <clears throat> Hi there, Guten Tag. You just called into a radio station. You are the one who's now on the air. How can you help our conversation? Um, I have information about chickens. I'm so excited you guys are talking about Oh, yay! <laughs> oh, great. How the hell does it all work? <laughs> okay, so there are two, essentially there are two types of chickens. There's egg, like the ones you raise for eggs and the ones you raise for meat. So I'm going to talk about the egg ones. Okay. Different breeds of egg layers will um, release eggs at different amounts of time. So I have two different breeds of chickens. One are called ISA Browns. And they lie like they lay eggs about once a day. Um, usually, actually, right about now. A lot of people think that like they have to lay them in the morning. Chickens lay eggs at all times of day. Oh. Um, and then I have another breed called Wyandots that lay about every two to three days. Um, now I don't have any roosters, so the eggs we get could never actually grow up to be chickens. They would essentially just sit there and get cracked and wither away. Okay. 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 Wow. Fascinating. And then different. If you want to eat a chicken, if you want chicken breast, that's so a can, that's a different chicken that doesn't. You can eat a chicken that like you can eat a chicken that you've raised for eggs. They're just not as tasty as like meat birds. I live up in Princeton, and we raise meat birds too. <laughs> um, meat and birds? so those are different because you only have those for like nine to ten weeks. Got it. Oh. Okay. Wow. Oh. Fascinating. I'm Where so does the McRib come from? It's fascinating. <laughs> she doesn't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just here. figured she's an expert. Maybe she knew where the Shout McRib came from. Shout out to Princeton, you, by the Princeton. way, home of Rough Start Rescue. Yes, man. They, That's actually where we got our cat that we used for a mouser around the house and out in our barn. Oh, my God. Amazing. Oh, wow. Yes. Cool. It's a great organization. Awesome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling and setting us straight. <laughs> Anytime. This is great. Okay. We got people listening from all walks of life. Best thing we learned from that conversation was the term meat bird. Sure. Oh, you know what I could go for? Meat bird. A meat bird, (laughs) a spicy meat bird sandwich. Ew. That's what they are. It's the meat from the bird, Donna. Mina likey. Uh, by the way, I have to send a shout out to Rick, who works at uh, Target in, I think it's in Bloomington. I think that's where I was. Uh, anyway, he said hi yesterday, so I'm going to say hi back. Hi, Rick. Is this just a random Rick? He works there. 
I asked him a question, and then he said, are you who I think you are? And I said, um, Heather oh, Locklear? Yes, wow. I am. Anyway, we'll be right back. Did we even leave? I think uh, we actually didn't go to a commercial break. We, wow, what just happened? We would like to openly say that if any um, companies would like us to endorse them, any just so that we could extend our commercial breaks, a guy can barely take a pee during that break. My goodness, I think we just went back in time. Are we on Jason and Alexis? Uh, that's funny. Thank you, Donna. Would have appreciated a laugh rather than... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Anyway, hi. Hey, Donna, any fun emails coming in this morning? You keep your eyes peeled on those. because uh, Why can't they, you access your email? It's a thing that's going on. I don't know. Can you access it on your laptop? No. What's up can, can you? That? Yes, of course. Why can't you? So, again, this is why you'd make a bad teacher. So, like, when you had that problem, <laughs> that tech problem over the break, I, like, came in and wanted to help you first. Um, I'm just curious what's going on. I don't know. Send me the link. Send me a link. Email my personal email. Send me the link to the link that you think I can use as the link to get my email from here, and I'll happily give it a shot, Donna. I want to see emails. I want to read emails from our listeners. (laughs) Anyway, back to the show. Uh, Here's the deal. Uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but one of the British tabloids is reporting. Actually, the New York Post is reporting it. I stand corrected. Um, They're reporting that Tom Cruise wasn't at the Oscars because he wanted to avoid seeing Nicole Kidman. I don't buy that. There's ways that he could have avoided her. He didn't need to, like, he could have found out what time she was... I mean, they have kids together. Even though their kids are fully grown, so they probably don't really talk anymore, but... Anyway. I just don't buy that, because I think that the... Even if you are a star like Tom Cruise, the Oscars is a rare invite. Oh, my God. She's making out with Keith Urban on the red carpet. Get a room. Nicole is? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Open mouth, Wait, you could see no, the tongues. Yeah. No way. Oh uh-uh. Where are you guys seeing this? I right, just okay. went to the post right now. Oh, wait, okay, I'm looking at this video. Okay, let me go back. Okay. I mean... No, you don't see the tongue. I didn't see any tongue but I in this particular video, but holy oh, wow. cow. Oh. Wow. She's like, we're in Easy. love. Look at us. We're going to kiss. Oh, yeah, babe. Oh, oh, maybe. There's a little tongue. Oh, wow. Really? Wow, those, I mean, let those me just two say are something. probably freaky deaky. Donna! What? You know they are. You know I'm, they are. They're just doing weird stuff. I'm going to say this just to sort of make the conversation perhaps a touch more relatable. If I was at a public appearance, let's say a local gala, and they had like a little step and repeat. Yeah. And, you know, somebody from the Pioneer Press... In the strip were there. And they're like, kiss. You no, and they kiss. said, like, let's take a photo. A, if I went to kiss Lou, just like ready with a, just on the lips, she'd be like, why are we doing this? There's cameras here. This is already weird. And then if I opened my mouth and stuck my tongue out, <laughs> I just believe in my relationship, knowing the sensibilities of my wife, that would be frowned upon. Don't try slipping me the tongue on the red carpet. Might be the conversation later. But I guess it's cool if you're Keith Urban. I 
I mean, whatever. But anyway, Tom Cruise was reportedly MIA because he wanted to avoid an awkward run-in. They've been divorced for 20-something years. and But I guess he didn't want to run-in. Because you know what was going to happen? Honestly, cameras were going to eat that up. People were going to love that. Have they never been seen in the same ether since their divorce? I don't believe I can recall a time. So they've never been at the same awards? I mean, I would imagine when their kids were young, they would have to talk. Huh. It wasn't personal. It was a result of scheduling issues is what his people is saying. So, Scheduling? Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, scheduling issues. See, now I don't buy that one either because these folks are all living the life of, you know, private jets. So a a trip to the Oscars really could mean like eight hours for you. Mm. Fly in with your tux, you get out, you do the thing, you leave later, you sleep in the same bed that night. Bada boom. I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, uh, on to the next story, I guess. Are we putting Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban in timeout? For an open mouth kiss on the red carpet. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to see that. I assume you're doing that at home. (laughs) (laughs) May I bring up one quick thing about the red carpet? Yes. You mean the champagne carpet? It was beige. Champagne. Okay, whatever. Don't call that beige. How dare you? I love that it was champagne. I don't know why. I don't know what the story is behind that. But the red, there was still a lot of red. Up top, you know, there was red curtains oh, hanging sure. everywhere. So you saw, you had a red carpet vibe, but it just looked cleaner. It looked more elegant. Red is a heavy color. Red looks bad in carpeting. <laughs> I don't think you got to convince many people of that. I mean, yeah. if I walked into your house and you're wall-to-wall red carpeting, I'd Catch be like... red. I'd be like, what is this? I tell you what. I mean, I a red mean... throw rug, I love. It's I have one. Okay, it's got to be in the right space and it's big, for me. And it's beautiful. Thank you. It is a big, what a big, beautiful rug. Here's what I'll say. There was a time that shades of red were really hot as an accent color wall. And I remember the year must have been nice for asking Donna. Wow. Probably 2006 or seven. And uh, Lou and I had not been married long. We were looking for an apartment and we toured a model apartment. And they had a Merlot red wall. And I had I one thought, of those, too. Oh, my gosh. This looks amazing. I didn't yeah. even know you could paint a wall that color. I had red in my condo. But then here's what I have learned since then. Is that for my taste, and friends, stand in your truth if there is a red wall near you. But for my taste, red is a, it is a heavy color. And so it just really easily overpowers the space even if just on an accent wall as a paint as a wall color it really heavies the space up you know where i did it in my kitchen so the cabinets were pale Mm -hmm. like a maple and then there was just red behind them just in the kitchen area and it's small area Mm. on top of the cabinets and under the cabinets instead of doing a backsplash it was just red a nice red thank you for asking also, one last thing. I'm starting to feel like The Rock with Emily Blunt. Uh, one other thing I do want to say about paint color. The, we moved into a house in New Mexico 
that we we rented this house and so they had rooms that were already already painted the front room was all red walls like a deep red but still all red walls so we thought that was a lot donna one room over the dining room i kid you not nacho cheese orange (laughs) all around all around no i don't like that me not neither so in art i believe red in a painting is perceived as evil hmm yeah it's if you're looking for colors that cause peace or colors that cause anxiety red for me is an anxiety color yeah, it's a warning a, color you don't want to paint your bedroom red wow red light Ew. you know stop sign right i mean that's just warning. we associate warning. it with yeah and to all of our friends who are listening right now with a red wall in your home here's what we want to say to you it's other people it's different people <laughs> they listen to a different station you wouldn't like them anyway <laughs> anyway are you done with the paint color I think so. All right. Um, remember when Jimmy Kimmel made the joke about Paulie Shore at the Oscars? Yes. Yep. Because um, it was an Encino Man joke, I believe, because Brendan Fraser was nominated. Um, and uh, was Key in that? In yeah. Encino Man, too? Okay. Yep. Yeah. He, Hugh Kwan, um, he was joking that they are, you know, nominated for Oscars and. Um, Something about Pauly Shore. Just yeah, they were like, it's a great. Essentially, it's a great night for Encino Man. Tough night for Pauly Shore there because he, notably, starring in Encino Man and not there, receiving the same accolades. There you go. Thank night. you. Um, wow, that was very succinct. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. Well, I guess Pauly Shore would like you to know that he is not made of stone. He said, "We love to hate people when they're on top." People wanted to smash me down, and they did. I was always nice to everyone, always cool. I put my heart into all my films, and human beings have feelings. It's not like selling real estate. Uh, Which he, I think is shade at realtors, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You know, those heartless realtors. Yeah. Um, but he is happy for his former co-stars. and But he says he's ready to jump back into the game if someone would take a chance on him. I, I think that there could be a casting situation. You could see that and then have him and have him come in, play a role that you wouldn't expect. Right. Let's see if he's got a little more uh, gravitas in there where he's yeah. not doing like, buddy, you know, and yeah. all of his little Polly Shore things. That could be interesting, but. You know what this reminds me of? No. Uh, Matthew Perry's book when he was like, made the comment about Keanu Reeves and he's like. And that Keanu Reeves is walking the earth. Yeah. Go figure. Right. Um, I don't remember the exact context, but it was an insult. And he was like, I don't know why I said Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I should have said me. Plus, everybody loves Keanu Reeves. Like, how does an editor not catch that? I know, right? And I, I, I saw a little rundown of some of the <laughs> parties that happened. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter did a full little write-up. Of the uh, inside the A list events Ooh, that happened. Where were the good ones? Uh, you know some of the typical ones. The uh, the governor's ball. So if you don't know the governor's ball, I did not know this, but it's held just upstairs from the Dolby Theater. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. So they said they had big winners, uh, including the Everything Everywhere All at Once team. Um, Brendan Fraser was there. Kihu Kwan. Uh, he was there. In fact, they have an engraving 
station for people to bring their Oscars brilliant to get them engraved. And at one point, Ki-Hu Kwan was standing on top of the engraving desk. Uh, He was excited, I think, all night. Ki-Hu Kwan was. Uh, He's a very excitable guy. That's awesome. Great Gary Goldman bit about when the recession happened. One of the first things he had to cut was his engraving budget. It was a whole bit about the store. Oh, yeah. Things remembered. <laughs> I've bought so many things there. Oh, he said, my engraving budget is a skeleton of what it used to be. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great bit. Engraving uh, used to be a big thing like in the 80s, you know, like trophies. You'd go and get necklaces engraved. Bracelets, yes. like, um, what did you call those bracelets? Like ID bracelets? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, It was a big business. I know, and you don't even see a Things Remembered really anymore, no. do you? You don't see a lot of stores. Bombay and company. Am I right? Mike, maybe after the break, could you find Gary Goldman talking oh, about boy. Things Remembered? Yep. Or Gary Goldman engraving? It's a great bit. Uh, maybe we can do that after the break if we find it. Otherwise, uh, some other parties that were happening there, of course, the uh, the Vanity Fair party. But all the big names, well, I mean, a lot of the big names went to that governor's ball, but then that really just starts the party crawl. I was the, just going to say, people don't just go to one party. No, no, not, not at all. Not sometimes, sometimes they're changing outfits in between parties, can't wow. be seen on two different carpets, you know. Yes. Um, but they had the Vanity Fair party, which starts, as I didn't know this, starts as like an exclusive dinner for 100 guests and a viewing party that then turns straight into the Oscar after party. What are they viewing? The Oscars. The At the after party? No, Donna. What? I don't I get just it. said it starts as an exclusive dinner and viewing party. And then it turns into the after party. Oh. So there are people who are attending uh, earlier that evening and having, you know, traditional dinner. And so there's people and who are up there already that are not in the theater. Hundred guests, one hundred guests, got exclusive it. guests. Uh, but then that was fun. They got a DJ booth. They got all sorts of like A-listers just sidling off with each other. Uh, and then they had other events that were happening um, throughout the weekend as well. Elton John's uh, AIDS Foundation's 31st Annual Academy Awards Viewing Party. Oh. So that goes on. I mean, it, it is a night. That Sunday, Oscar night in Hollywood, it's all happening at the Dolby, but it's happening all littered throughout. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, Donna. Sorry. Sorry. Listen, Listen I'm a multitasker, okay? I hear you. Hey, by the way, before we get into See Something, Say Something. Okay. Donna, Steve, my talk. Um. We were, why were we, oh, we were talking about engraving because at the Governor's Ball, which happens right after the Oscars, mm-hmm. right upstairs at the Dolby Theater, uh, they have an engraving station so that all these happy Oscar winners can just stop by there and then they write in like Brendan Fraser, the whale, best actor, Oscar. You sure. Know, the, and it's, then they get to go home and it's boom, it's theirs, put it up on the mantle, don't have to send it out or anything like that. Then we started talking about engraving and how it used to be big. Gary Goldman, Gary Goldman probably did this bit first i don't know probably like 10 years ago now he is so stinking funny i always say if if he comes through town he is really worth going to his show he is laugh out loud funny but here he is uh remembering engraving sometimes i go to the mall i can't believe certain businesses are still open Uh, best example things remembered (laughs) how how do they stay profitable they'll etch your initials in an 80 dollar letter opener I don't know about you guys, but the first thing I cut into when times got tough, engraving. My engraving budget is a skeleton of what it was last year. Yes, last year we were all 
loosey-goosey. We were engraving everything we could drag into Things Remembered. But now, when I wake up in the morning and I, and I go over my to-engrave list, I say, Gary, do you have to engrave this today? Today. Does this, does this money clip with three ones and a bus pass, does it need a monogramming today? No, put it off. Discipline. Oh my gosh, that's that hilarious. You would uh, like you would like Gary Goldman, although he would also stress you out because he is for me best in class when it comes to stopping story mid story. Yep. Going on a rabbit trail. Yep. But then he's not doing it extemporaneously. This is a well thought out, tightly written set, but he tightly writes in these rabbit trails. And so when he then comes back around the mountain and picks right up where he left off, it is a it's a, a comedic thing of beauty. In fact, when I saw him at the turf club, yeah, I go to the turf club, guys, whatever. Okay, I'm City Steve. I went to the turf club and saw him. He came out and said, hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Gary Goldman. I'm going to tell you two stories tonight, and then I'm going to leave. And sure enough, he told two separate stories. They were both long and they were both very very satisfying i did watch his special upon your recommendation and it did stress me out mm-hmm. there were some funny moments but i was getting really frustrated i was like no can't deal with this can't, you... i can't deal with all the side streets <laughs> you know what i mean i can't what? when somebody's telling me a story and they go off on something else. And I'm like, when are they going to come? All I keep thinking is, when are they going to get back to what they were, t- what this call was about? Or- what, if, what if you did an experiment <laughs> <laughs> where you maybe released uh, control in these moments and just said, you know what? As a, I'm just going to sink into the conversation here. I'm going to enjoy the unique being that is communicating a story to me. And I'm not going to rewrite how I think this story should go. I'm not going to play editor here. I'm going to play friend, co-host, and just listen and enjoy the journey. Mm -mm -mm. I think I would have to take some kind of anti-anxiety. I'm not opposed to that. I'm not a doctor, but I don't feel like it could hurt. Uh, (laughs) It's only as needed. Thank you. Could I just, I don't know how these prescriptions work, but could I maybe tell you ahead of time, I don't know how fast they act either, but could I say like, hey, I have a story that I I really feel excited about. For instance, tree talk. This could be a season where maybe they up your your dosage medically. And then you're like, he's going to talk a lot about trees. He's going to be very invested in them. Mm. I am not. Uh, maybe you could take them right before. And then you could just look at our grid that morning. And say, oh, at 10.45, Steve wants to do 12 minutes on trees. Um, I think what we should do is do that off the air. So we don't have to punish our listeners unnecessarily. Tree talk or talking about your prescription? Tree talk. Unpo. I talked about my prescription for five seconds. <laughs> I want to know more now. I want to know who your doctor is, where, where they practice. Has the dosage been upped over time? What are some of the <laughs> benefits that you've seen? You, 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 yeah. your epitaph, you, you, your epitaph. How dare you? I know what it's now going to say. It's just going to say, don't worry about it. 
<laughs> I always want to know more information about almost everything, and you very quickly want to close up shop. No, I'm I'm inquisitive to a degree. I just don't. It's spotty, Donna. <laughs> Sorry, it is. I got the tape to back me up on this. Being I'm inquisitive about, about certain things. I Google all day long. I get so excited when you do ask a follow-up question and seem interested. I genuinely get excited because there will sometimes be, you know, she's like, ooh, ooh, wait, wait, wait. I, I have more questions about that. And I just feel the conversation Opening up like a flower in the morning. It just feels so glorious. Reaching toward the okay, sun. Okay, I'll do better. I'll do better if you'll be quicker. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right, cool. Okay. All right, you're see like something, my say best something. friend. No, oh. Please oh, did I not even get to You should that talk yet? to me more and ask me more questions if I'm really your best friend. Don't worry about it. Nobody cares. Okay, but boring. But the thing is, you don't give anyone an opportunity to ask questions because you give it all up front. Your generosity is beyond compare. Queen, I am an orator, and it is a blessing and a burden. You know this. Also, Don and I are available to speak at commencements. No, if there are any superintendents not. who are listening, could you imagine Donna's commencement address versus my commencement address? <laughs> that would be a real great side-by-side. Here's oh the thing, gosh. though. I'm super aware that people lose interest quickly. Think about I, a long movie that you've watched, and you're 220 into it, and there's still another 40 left. It's like, come on. I get angry. <laughs> I think we both have faults in different directions. You are always concerned that people aren't still interested, and you overinflate people's attention spans. Some people can engage and go a little bit longer. I overestimate people's interest in me. And my stories. <laughs> so, you know, if we both sort of met closer toward the middle, maybe it would make for a better conversation. You're right. Now, are we in See Something? Say I don't something know. Already? I don't remember. Did I even hit the button? I don't know. Okay, let's try Dang, it. If you see something, say something. Oh. oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Ashley Graham. Yeah. No, I'm just laughing because even like the introductions to a segment are like two minutes long. (laughs) Yeah. And those are the trimmed down versions. Rocco gave us longer ones and I was like, I kind of like it. I know. Especially now that our commercial breaks are non-existent. I'm looking for the longest intros possible. I'm going to find a long trailer we can play. Oh, I can't wait. Anyway, this is a short story anyway. If you recall, Ashley Graham was kind of dissed by Hugh Grant on the red carpet um, because she asked some questions that were eye-rolling for Hugh Grant. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he did roll his eyes as he walked away. Anyway, she um, rolled with the punches. She was very professional. She carried on. Uh, with as much grace as she could afterwards, said it was nice talking to you. And so I guess TMZ caught up with her a day after. And uh, basically, she said, you know what? Um, Kill him with kindness, right? She said her mom always taught her just kindness. And so she took the high road. Um, He really didn't. 
that that was advice passed down to her by her mom. And she said, kindness always wins. So that was her response. She said, you know, you can't control how someone's going to react to something. Totally. And I think the the ending walk away from that little exchange that had, you know, Twitter talking for the past couple of days was that I get both sides of it. But the easy solution is, Hugh, just play ball a little more. Just warm it up, warm up a little bit. Yeah, I guess on the the microwave, defrost. On the flip side of that, who knows? Maybe he was stuck in traffic. He was frustrated. He was like, now I got to do this interview. But if you're not there to play, then skip the interviews. That's not, yeah. yeah, Right? Oh, my God. Um, We're going to take a break. We have two more hours of programming coming your way. Oh, my goodness. Just when I thought I had nothing in uh, common with Kelsey Ballerini. Wait until you hear (laughs) what happened to her on stage. That's next.